0: Hi, I'm Hanif Baharuddin and this is Gigi Well Played, the show that talks about all things video games. In this episode, we're going to react to the news of EA ending its long-standing relationship with football's governing body, FIFA. But before that, here's a recap of some of the biggest news in the world of gaming with Daryl Ong and of Neil Ting.
1: Hello folks, we're going to start today's news with a rumour involving one of video games' biggest publishers, EA, and a multinational media company, NBC Universal. Apparently, according to reports, these two entities almost merge with lawyers and bankers from both companies coming together and negotiating on a potential deal for weeks. That's right, this comes after the CEO of Comcast, Brian Roberts, reportedly
2: approached the CEO of EA, Andrew Wilson, with a proposal to merge the two companies. The plan was to get the Roberts family to take control of the combined company, with EA's CEO, Andrew Wilson, managing the company. And if Wilson were to be the CEO of the merged company, then Jeff Shell, the current CEO of NBC Universal, would be
1: given a higher role within Comcast, and he was understood to be a part of the discussion as well. Mm, sadly, the proposals did not go through due to disagreements on the price of the merger and how it would be structured. According to reports, EA was also apparently talking to other big companies including Apple, Amazon and Disney about the possibility of being acquired. In fact, it was also reported that EA approached Disney in March about the possibility of having a more meaningful relationship beyond just working on licensing deals like what they currently do with the Star Wars games. EA did not respond specifically to
2: this rumor, and for what it's worth, NBC Universal did have their own game publishing business that they started in 2016, but it was closed down in 2019. Moving on, actor Norman Reedus, who starred in Kojima Productions' first game,
1: Death Stranding, might have inevitably leaked the fact that they are working on a sequel. Hmm. He revealed this in an interview with Leo Edit, when he said that we just started the second one when asked about the game. This put Kojima Productions in an awkward position, considering that they have not said anything specific about any future projects, this or otherwise. Hideo Kojima, when asked about sequel to Death Stranding in 2019,
2: said that he would like to start from zero which might potentially mean that the sequel will have a different tone to the first one and now with readers seemingly hinting that there is a sequel in place
1: we can maybe see in the future how the game will pan out let's wait and see indeed up next tiktok is planning to add games as part of their services according to reuters tiktok is now adding mini games to its apps and is currently testing a pilot program in vietnam According to their anonymous sources, TikTok is also planning to test this in other parts of Southeast Asia in the third quarter. So maybe Malaysia too might be its test subject. We'll see. But what's interesting to note is they're also planning to go beyond the minigames and into a more serious territory. As for what it is, we'll see. But this is of course not ByteDance.
2: TikTok's parent company's first attempt at entering the video game world, they already have two video game publishers under their belt, Pixmain and Newverse. So this is perhaps the next trajectory in TikTok's arsenal. Can't wait to see how it will be like as and when it eventually gets released. Okay, last but not least, CD Projekt Red has announced that the next version of their
1: hit game, The Witcher 3, will be released in Q4 2022. Yeah, after assuring fans that the update will be delayed indefinitely last month, they now have a more concrete release window for the game. This enhanced version will be released free for gamers with existing copies of the game. So expect the release of this upgraded edition sometime at the end of this year. No exact date announced yet but that will come eventually as they are ready to announce it. On an unrelated note, what was just announced last night is that Premier Dota Tournament The International Eleven, will be held in Singapore this year. No dates and details as of yet so do stay tuned for more, only here on GG Well Played.
0: Well, that's all we have for this week's news.
1: Back to you, Hanif.
0: EA, publisher of the widely popular FIFA football video games, has finally ended their relationship with football's governing body, FIFA, after 30 years. This effectively means that after this year's FIFA 23, there will be no FIFA in the name of their next football games. In fact, EA has decided to call their future football games EA Sports FC. According to EA, the decision was made due to the high licensing fee that FIFA charges, and in reaction to the news, FIFA said that they will continue publishing football simulation games but with a different game publisher. To help us understand the news, I speak to the founder of Kakuchopuri.com, Ken Leandre.
3: Thanks for having me. I mean, it's always fun to talk about games, and it's even more fun to talk about games that's... You know, I I mean, that's very close to my heart, especially I started... You know, FIFA is probably one of the starter games for football fans such as I am. So um I'm, well, I'm not very sure about the time frame, but um if I'm not mistaken, EA has been flirting with this idea of splitting or moving away from their association with FIFA for quite a while now. So a lot of stories about like he said, she said, uh, that you know EA has their own version, FIFA has their own version, but um the commonly accepted story is that FIFA has been earning around, what, $150 a year just by association with the FIFA brand. So um, I think in the new deal, so this deal is normally renewed after every few years. I think the most recent uh, deal, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think it's 2016 was when they renewed
0: uh, that partnership. And if I'm not 2013, right? I don't know. Maybe maybe it was like every 10 years, if I'm not mistaken, based on what I read, but I might be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so around, that, around, that, around that time
3: frame. Mm. So um I think FIFA has been earning like 150 million per year annually from this partnership. And I think they are seeking to, you know, a new deal to double up. I think 2023 should be when the most recent contract should end, and the new one they are asking for probably double of that. So EA. You know, this is a case of like, who needs the other person more? And EA probably felt, you know what, uh, we've built this behemoth that, you know, we ran on the FIFA brand for all these years, and maybe it's time to move on. You know, if you ask for too much, maybe it's not worth pursuing this, because I think the way from, you know, EA is quite notorious, like with all these business practices or whatever, but I think from a business standpoint, they are one of the, you know, it's a they are one of the largest publishers in the world. And FIFA is basically the, could be the most important, uh, most valuable commodity in sports video games. So when they look at it, they figured, you know what, maybe I can just run EA Sports, uh, EA FC, whatever they want to call it, since the FIFA brand. But then again, they, they do have like a, a history. You know, there's a history which kind of side with them. I will, you know, so I if you played the football manager, your championship manager back then, uh, back in the day it's a, instead of FIFA where it's a, more of a you know you play the game You football manager is basically back then it's called championship manager right you manage the teams uh, that time it was uh, I think it was developed by Sports Interactive and it was published by EDOS and then it came to a point where they split EDOS wanted to take that name that championship manager and then as uh, Sports Interactive were left with the, the core engine so basically Sports Interactive are like EA, they they own own the, the engine, right? And Sports Interactive went with Football Manager. So the logic with EDOS was, EDOS said, you know what? People will always gravitate to the brand. People know Championship Manager. People with, doesn't matter, iteration, will just go to Championship Manager. But I think they forgot that the player base understood that the core of the game is with the developer or the people who work on the game, right? And Football Manager is still alive until now. So... As a fallout from this FIFA and EA split, I think, yes, FIFA can continue creating the game and can call it FIFA 24, 25, 26, 27, 28. But whatever is being released by EA Sports will be treated by everyone as the de facto FIFA. Because when you, when you put on your FIFA, what's the first thing you hear? ea sports it's in the game
0: correct
3: <laughs> so it, it 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 has different kick right when, when you, you, you just say like i don't know who's fifa gonna partner with and then they launch the game if it doesn't have that ea sports intro it gives a different vibe and i think that's what ea is banking on it's like you know what people are so accustomed to our gameplays so accustomed to whatever we've created fifa ultimate team is basically their cash cow their golden goose or whatever and people will keep on returning. So the next EA game, football game, might not be called FIFA 24, 25, 26, but people will still call it FIFA 24, 25, You know, it doesn't matter with the branding. And um, I think it's true. I, I'm, I'm not sure about whether it's because of the FIFA's um, association with Qatar or the World Cup and whatnot. But um, I think EA itself, it wants to, you know, it's like enough of me running on your brand on FIFA. I think I've outgrown you and it's time for me to do it myself. Because the thing about FIFA is, I think player licensing also it's always it's already changed, right? Last time, oh, you wanna you wanna play an authentic team, you have to go with FIFA. Other teams don't have it. But um, now, certain I think Juventus isn't available in FIFA. Uh, some clubs have decided to control their licensing, uh, you know, individually. So it's no longer the case. You can get certain licensed teams which are on FIFA on. The Konami equivalent, which is uh eFootball,
0: correct? Yeah, and, and I think that's the the important distinction that we have to make here. Right? I think because because of EA's massive wealth, um, they are able to acquire a lot of exclusive licenses here and there. But it's important to note that. The, getting the license for FIFA does not mean that you also gain the license for everything else under the football umbrella, right? Meaning that actually EA has to actually go and get individual licenses from clubs, leagues, uh, players, stadiums, and even kids, right? So, so and that's where I think to a certain extent, we must make that distinction that, you know, losing the naming right to FIFA itself does not mean that, you know, EA cannot still have licenses to EPL next season, right? And, and uh, as opposed to, it's not, it's not just a... a I guess, like, getting license to FIFA means that you you already have licenses to everything else, right? Um, they still have to negotiate individual licenses with, again, I said, leagues, clubs, players, kids, stadiums, and whatnot, right?
3: Yes. So, the game might look a bit different, you know. If mm. just say they don't have the rights to the English Premier League, so they probably call it something different. But, mm. suddenly, that's the UEFA Champions League. And then, if they strike a deal with UEFA, that's a different story. Mm. So... Um, it's not the end of the world. So if, if, if you're a player and then say, like, Oh no, now I can't play as my favorite teams. Um, you know, there's always modding. And I think, uh, the, uh, the, the whatever that's the game that's going to come out from EA, a lot of the clubs, I mean, if I'm a club, I would gravitate more towards where the money is. So, mm. um, from, I, I think from EA standpoint, I think they've already looked at it's in the biggest grand scale of things. And, mm. um, you know, if they're losing 150 million a year just by licensing bank to FIFA, that's a lot of money that they save already by with mm. the split.
0: Yeah, but I mean, but are we also downplaying the the potential impact? Considering that, like, okay, let's let's be honest. I think in the market there are only two football games that are relevant enough to be talked about, and it's either FIFA or um, eFootball um, made by Konami, formerly known as the Pro Evolution Soccer series, right? I obviously, I think FIFA is the more accessible one, and accessible because mostly because of the fact that it has official licenses. And as much as yes, you can argue about modding, I think a lot of a lot of casual fans who couldn't be bothered or who are especially playing on consoles, they would rather, I guess, have that quote unquote authenticity over. I might be biased here, but slightly better gameplay that's on. Pass because at the end of the day when you want to sit down and play a football game you i mean some people would just rather play as liverpool versus manchester United compared to merseyside rate versus uh man rate right so and and that's also i think to a certain extent um you know have speaking to other people a lot more casual gamers who also i guess would like to just pick up a a football game and play they would they would tend to just gravitate towards fifa by virtue of that so so do you think that that i mean especially among the more casual gamers because i myself am ai am a i'm a fast player, Konami, uh, more more of an e-football player. So therefore I have been living with playing as Man Raid, <laughs> uh for, for the longest time. And I'm I don't mind that because for me personally the gameplay is much superior. But for the casual fans out there who perhaps want that quote unquote authenticity, do you think that losing the name the FIFA naming right will perhaps confuse them a bit or, or do you think like, like like we've been talking um earlier EA Sports to a certain extent have have already created a behemoth that's big enough that even the casual of gamers will be able to recognize the product without the FIFA branding?
3: I think you're perfectly spot on when you mentioned that you know it does it does shake up this whole dynamics of uh, first there's like you know the big one which is FIFA uh, you know EA Sports great big brand, supported with the endorsement of FIFA, all this player license, all this, you know, like the leagues look official, right? And then there's this plucky Konami who, you know, they started with winning 11 and then they changed it to PES for Europe and then now it's eFootball. I agree with you. Personally, PES, PES or eFootball offers a much more technical, you know, it feels more authentic. You know, it's more, uh, it, to me, it's more gripping. I, I prefer that gameplay. And people say, oh, you know, uh, losing this one. Losing the FIFA brand or losing the FIFA, um, and you can call it endorsement, right, FIFA backing. does somewhat levels the playing field uh, between Konami and Esports. Sports. But I think it's only good for us players. So FIFA is now free to partner with any publisher that they feel fit. Um, Yes, I understand that PES changed, their, you know, they just recently rebranded to eFootball and they are running their own game free, you know, free to play right now. But what is stopping from FIFA just putting a slapping a FIFA badge on it and then there you go. FIFA twenty twenty six or FIFA twenty twenty-five is run by the Konami, you know, it's run by the engine that is developed by Konami. And um I think it's good because you know you kinda show, sure, Hey look, now this is FIFA and it's actually a better gameplay, right? Um I I'll probably touch about the whole you know the way they are marketing the game right now. But down the road, it's actually it's a good thing for players because at the end of the day, you we are not beholden to oh okay just the casuals we just stick to FIFA despite its inferior gameplay because I want to have my favorite team with their with the exact kit. Uh, right now, who knows? In one or two seasons, you can have a proper Liverpool jersey without having to mod on a past game, right? Or, on on an e-football. So, in the grand scheme of things, it's good for players because um, now, people's choices are no longer, oh, do you want licensing or not? Now it's about, just choose between the better gameplay. Um, I remember the same case with NBA. Remember when uh, the only NBA game was NBA Live and it was ran by, uh, obviously, EA Sports, right? EA
0: as well, yeah.
3: Yes. And then, uh, a year came when 2K started releasing their NBA 2K series and... It just gobbled up. NBA Live just died. I think the last NBA Live was like 2016? And now the, the de facto basketball game is NBA 2K. So, so 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 to me, EA losing a license of a particular franchise or a particular brand is does not spell the end of it. To me, it uh, at the end of the day, it's I'm not I'm not on EA's camp, I'm not on P, uh, on Konami's camp, I'm on the gamers camp. Because at the end of the day, I just want the best game for my buck, right? So, um, another one, uh, what you call it? Another third player that you you know shouldn't discount, uh, could be 2K, because people say you know F- FIFA might gravitate, uh, you know they they might say hey, you know what, let's get in bed with Konami for your eFootball series, but I wouldn't discount 2K. 2K might just pull something out of the hat, and there you go.
0: Yeah, I was just about to ask you that, like, like whether because FIFA has already came out and said that okay, we're gonna still gonna continue making football simulation game, and it's still gonna be quote unquote the, the most authentic and the best. Uh, but who in the industry that you currently see right now that you think is capable enough to actually take the license from FIFA, and actually make another football game? Because I don't think Konami has the funds to actually do that. Um, honestly, I was also thinking of Two K as well because only because of their experience with, with with NBA, right? So, and to be fair, even before NBA, they also. At one point, we we're making nFL games and we we're making um golf games so um, they have experience in, in in sports games right so do you think that there is a possibility of FIFA going to 2K for, for the licensing
3: i would say uh, i'll say why not i mean mm. if, if, if it's there just have, i'll just i i'll pick it up uh, i I played a lot of uh 2k games on the nBA and to me it's you know it's basically the thetTP top right now so hopefully they don't drop the ball not quite literally and then lose the license again uh because at the end of the day which whichever publisher and whichever you know whichever engine is able to give the best gameplay to the fans and that's it. FIFA has been to me yes their their biggest seller has always been FUT and they kind of took it for granted because it's the same thing year in year out nothing new with the mechanics. Um the the gameplay felt very what you call that it's very, mecha- it's, it's, it's very cartoony. I feel it's like running, running on ice with sticks or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And um, it always felt like how to put, yeah. It's like if, if, if you are good at FIFA and then you move to pass, you will struggle, but it's the other way around. If you're pretty good at pass or e-football and then you move on to FIFA, you might actually be able to do a lot of fun stuff. So um, it, it will be fun, especially in the esports scenes as well. Because if I'm not mistaken, um, the fifth game uh, tournaments, which has FIFA branding at the back of it, probably have higher price pools, have higher, um, you know, presence and stuff like that in the in the streaming community. So probably this is really gonna shuffle this whole thing.
0: That was Ken Leandre, founder of Kakuchopuri.com sharing his thoughts on the EA FIFA split that was announced recently. We're going to make way for some messages. More after this. Stay tuned. This is Gigi Well Played on BFM 89.9. BFM nine point nine. listening to Gigi Well Played, I'm your host Hanif Baharudin. Joining me this week is Ken Leandre, he's the founder of kakuchopore.com and he's here to analyse the news of EA splitting with FIFA after 30 years. Here's the second part of the conversation. Uh, going, back to, going back to how I, I think it goes beyond just the licensing for FIFA itself, right? Uh, do you think that um, other developers out there are, will be able to actually afford not just buying the FIFA licensing right, which in itself is quite expensive, but also have gaining other licenses, um, especially taking the fact that a lot of other licenses are exclusive, right? I know EA has the exclusive right to ha- um, licensing of EPL. I you know all the all the major leagues in the world. So, if for example Turkey gets uh, the licensing right for FIFA itself, that means that they can only publish games. Uh, in terms of tournament, they can only publish. Uh, official game for the World Cup, right? Because that's the only officially recognized FIFA branded tournament. Mm-hmm. That and perhaps maybe FIFA Club World Cup. Other the, all the other major tournaments are all um, they are licensed by their own respective tournaments, right? AFC, you know, UEFA, Commonwealth, African Nation Cups, and whatnot. Everything, not to mention all the major leagues. So, so, so yeah, I mean, is is the 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 value of that FIFA brand? You know, even. As valuable right now, if you think about it, you know, in larger scheme of things, you know, considering how expensive it is.
3: Yeah, I, I think I'm. I'm not a obviously, I'm not a law expert, so I'm not sure about how this player rights or image rights, and even you know, Sadio Mane plays for Liverpool, but you know, when he plays internationally, you know, where do you draw the line, right?
0: Correct. And yes. then when you
3: see his statistics, you have his, um, you know, his mug shots and everything. So where do you draw the line about the players' rights and where they can use it? Because uh, the fun. In all these games, has always been okay. I'm taking my player who plays for this club, and then I'm bringing them all for this World Cup tournament and stuff like that. Um, it's it to me. It's an interesting situation. Obviously, we you know from where I'm looking at it, um, the next FIFA games, uh, the next EA games may not be allowed to have um, international teams. Perhaps they are limited to club teams where they are licensed, and even if they have. International teams, they cannot use the flags. I'm not sure how it's going to work, but that's going to be interesting. And um, and the way that eFootball has approached, I mean, I'm pretty sure you've tested it recently where um, it's encouraging a dream team sort of setup rather than club games, right? And I, I, I think it would be an interesting approach to whoever picks up the FIFA license after this and how EA's football game is going to proceed. Because EA has always... The, the, the biggest carrot that EA has always been dangling to casual mid you know um, people who are in the middle ground is like, we have all the license come to us. And uh, right now that they lost it, they have to solely rely on the other modes, their gameplay uh, and FIFA Ultimate Team. So you did mention just now about NFTs. And people have been talking about NFTs in the past one, two years. And I look at FUT and I uh, That's NFT right there. (laughs) That's that's quite literally NFT, right? If I own a Zlatan Ibrahimovic in my team, um, I can sell it and I can pass the ownership to another guy. I don't see it physically. It's just the ownership of that particular card. So to me, getting into NFT might not be an issue because it's always been there, especially, um, and it's terribly abused. Being an, an FUT player myself between 2015 to 2017, um, I assure you, it's one gameplay that is really sapping, especially for the youngsters. I think FIFA might want to double something like that because it is lucrative. At the end of the day, it is about money. Um, but how they're going to integrate it? Because FUT has always focused on real-time statistics, real-time player forms and abilities. And, you know, you can get a silver player and then, like, he's been doing good in the league for five weeks, suddenly he becomes gold, right? That's a special card. So, um I I to be honest, I'm a keen observer on what's gonna happen beyond.
0: Yeah. So who who got the better end of the deal here between these two entities? You know, FIFA and EA. Can Can they survive without each other? Actually, if you think about it, I think EA can survive without FIFA, but I think FIFA will will have
3: to. I don't think FIFA would have gone to this decision if they haven't had anything. You know, they haven't had, haven't had something in in their back pocket. You know what I'm saying? So they, I'm pretty sure they have something in the background already, working in the background, dealings that's going to come, going to be announced soon. Um, you know, $150 million is not a small sum. And the fact that they are willing to part from EA kind of shows that they might have something up their sleeves. Um, so to me, if you want to say who, who's the biggest winner, from my point of view, when I'm looking at it, I think EA is still it. People will still be returning to uh, FUT for FUT for the next few seasons I don't think they will lose access to the big popular teams. you still have your Barcelona's, your Ajax, your Liverpool's, your, United, your United's um, in it. And depending on which confederation that partners up with um, EA, so you might get Champions League, you might get, you know, whatever. Like you're probably gonna get the uh, Libertadores or whatever. You might even get Europa Conference League, so you can have United in there. So. <laughs> I had to take a job.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair, Thank
3: you. Yeah. Yeah. So so the thing is, um, I say in the next few years I don't think EA will be affected much. People will still be will still be it's the same thing. They just lost the FIFA brand because they want to you know, I, I hope they use that money to improve the game because it's been stale in the past three, four years already.
0: Mm, but will they though? And that's the thing, right? I think um, I think like you alluded to earlier, they perhaps might be a bit more adventurous in terms of exploring other avenues that perhaps were, I guess, uh, limited or quote unquote blocked by FIFA uh, prior. So so, but but the, yeah, but the kind of things that you hear are not necessarily encouraging. At least for a traditional gamer like myself, right? I think, because considering that FUT is their cash cow, um, chances are they pro- perhaps would want to, I guess, explore and milk that cow a lot more, right? So so. Yeah, in w- without FIFA's I guess restrictions, quote unquote. Um, will they be working towards making more money, or perhaps producing a better game? Considering that, I think, um, yeah, where where will this go? I mean, without the FIFA branding, do you think that they're gonna be perhaps be more driven by greed, if I may use that word, cr- crudely? Hypothetically, without without any access to whatever the dealings are, right?
3: You ever wondered who decided that these games have to be annually? Yeah. Right. So Mm. I think if it's annually, so, you know, who benefit from it being annual, it's probably the folks at FIFA still, they still get the money. Right. Because EA, at the end of the day, will still have to foot the bill for development. They have to create a game from scratch, even though they are basically just probably using 80 to 90 percent of the game engine. But they still have to redevelop. You know, by the time the game's out, you already start the the production of your next uh, iteration. So who knows? EA might even go down the live service route, like what's going on with uh, Konami and their uh, eFootball, because from the looks of it, right, the current eFootball right now there's no gonna be, there's not gonna be a e eFootball 2022, 2023. It's just seasons now, and so I, if they are gonna go down that route, that might work. So um, we'll see, we'll see, but I, I, to to me, it's it's if you say who's the bigger winner, I think as a, as a gamer who plays lots lot of football games, I would say my peers would be the winner. <laughs>
0: um, so, um, yeah, besides EA and Konami, there's also, we begin to see, I guess, a new contender emerging in the form of UFL. I'm not sure whether there are any other football games out there, but I think um, UFL looks promising, but again, it also is working on that same, almost ultimate team like formula, right? Um. Would you, I mean, would you love to see, to see more, you know, variation in the market for, for football games specifically?
3: Um, honestly, yeah. I mean, you know, more competition breeds, competition breeds excellence, something like that. You know, it, it, the only reason these people are improving is because their competitors are just trying to outdo them. Um, the folks at Konami have reached where they are because they had to rely solely on gameplay to combat FIFA. The only, if you, if you ask two people, like, you know, which is the better game, it's always Konami. Probably better graphics, even Konami. You might not have the likeness because of licensing, but if you take all, t- take away all of this cosmetics, take away all of this um, uh, tint, FIFA is an inferior game, at, as long as I can remember. They're, they're probably better in 2015, 2016, but after that, it's always been pass, 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 and then e football. So, um, To me, I I would love to see a new competitor to actually like shake things up. And that's where I think 2K, I would love to see 2K come into the the fold and just, you know, they they might not be the best game yet, but they probably get gonna gonna come up with some interesting angles and stuff like that. I think it's the same thing what uh, people who are playing Madden are facing because Madden every year, it's basically a stat update more than anything else. Uh, I play Madden. And even though it's free on Game Pass, I don't even touch it because it's, if I played Madden in 2019, Madden, Madden 20, Madden 22, 21, it's the same thing essentially. So uh, I I think EA will have to be more creative right now. They have to create something that's going to be a good hook. And I think they also want to move their identity away. People are saying, oh yeah, you know, the old FIFA games is all about FUT, predatory practices where you get kids to spend money on coins and stuff like that. Maybe EA Sports wants to do something a bit more different. Maybe they're going to change from this whole franchise or yearly model release. Um, I don't know. But I I would love to see a a drastic change. Whether it's good or bad, I think we'll decide later.
0: Mm. Honestly, for me, I would like but I don't know that this is happening, considering that even like I said earlier, you know, UFL is also adopting uh, the ultimate team model, um, like the dream team model, like what, what I think even PES is currently doing, right? You know, I honestly just want a variation of my Master League, you know, if that makes sense. I mean, I'm, I'm still a bit traditional in that sense, but, but I, I can see what your point of view in terms of how, you know, these games might be better. I mean, they might head towards their life service model, right? And perhaps that kind of model where you assemble a team rather than, I guess, you know, playing as, Perhaps you know, like a Manchester United, you know, from the second league to, up the way to the Premier League, kind of thing. Yeah, I, that that concept in itself is very traditional. If you think about it, like only the you know old school gamer might wanna play, uh, uh you know, football games that way, right? I think these days a lot more, especially the younger generation, they they would rather play, you know, that that kind of ultimate team style of football right? and play competitively online with friends rather than rather and 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 strangers rather than you know traditionally play against AI and whatnot, right? So so is that is this the kind of landscape that we're looking at for 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 football simulation at least? You know, not not the managed football manager kind, but you know for the this kind of football game. You know, is this is this the way to go forward, I guess I
3: Personally I hope so. Oh, no. Personally I hope so. Yeah. Mm. I, I'd like to you know I'd like to see a different approach to football games. If you wanna you know you've already seen you know you've already been represented by your team in real life. If you want to play as if like I've found a play as Liverpool uh, will create a dream team consisting of all Liverpool players. Uh, so, wouldn't it be more profitable for PES or FIFA in that in that regard? Right. So, oh, you want you want the whole Liverpool team, then you have to build it. And from a standpoint, they they, they kind of force their users to spend money to get to that con- uh, that the composition, right? So, um, why? Because they also have to pay money to get these teams represented in them. So <laughs> it, might, it might be anti-consumer in a way, but I think if looking at it from a business point of view, I think that it makes sense, it makes sense.
0: You're tuned in to Gigi Well Played and that was Ken Leandre, founder of kakuchopori.com sharing his thoughts on the decision by EA Sports to end their long working relationship with FIFA after 30 years. If you'd like to listen to this episode again, look for the podcast on pfm.my. Our app available on the Apple App Store or Google Play and also Spotify. Share your thoughts and the games that you play via our email ggwp at bfm.my. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at bfm radio. My name is Sanif Barudin. Thanks for joining us. Game on and please take care. This has been GG Well Played. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, the business station.